How's it guys? My name is Mark Haystek and you're listening to the Birding Life Youth Podcast. This is an episode I actually recorded a year ago, almost to the day, with Justin Ponder. And we talked about citizen science projects in birding. Now, in particular, bird lasser atlasing with South African Bird Atlas Project 2, in brackets, SABAP 2. And the car count, the coordinated AV4 road count, which is actually coming up at the end of this month. Now, this happens every year, twice a year, um, but some of you might not know what it is. Take a further listen to the explanation of what these two awesome projects are about in this conversation I have with Justin Ponder. Okay, so how's it? Welcome to the Burning Life Youth Podcast, Justin. Yo, yo, thank you. It's good to be here. Laka, man. How's it been? How's it been? You've been doing any birding lately? Yeah, here and there. I haven't been able to get out much, but I went up to Swellendam yesterday to, or a few few days ago to to Bontebok National Park, which was quite lacquer. I mean, it's pretty much just Renostafout the the entire park. So very very good fangirl specials. I saw stuff like Grey Wing Franklin, uh, loads of black harriers. Oh, uh, what else did I see? Let me check my list. But yeah, it's mostly just general fangirl birding. Yeah, that sounds very nice. And last time I spoke to you, you said you actually uh, the other month went to Cape Town. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I went up to Cape Town uh, specifically for uh, pelagic, so that went quite well. Oh yeah, uh, one of Uncle Trevor's famous pelagics, I'm assuming. Yes, one of the one of the famous Esperbirds pelagics. Yeah, we had some we had some good species along the day. The weather was a bit choppy at first, but it it turned out to be quite good in the deep. We found a few trawlers, and behind that were just hundreds of thousands of birds. It was it was absolute madness. Tell us some of the highlights you got on that trip. Sure, there's, there's so many. I think I saw a total of five lifers along the day. So a definite highlight for me was a Northern Royal Albatross. It's been one of the well, one of the main species I've wanted to see was a, a white-backed albatross. So seeing the Northern Royal was, was very special. We saw Spectacle Petrel as well, which was quite good. And Cape Petrels are incredible as well. Just the rest of the species that we saw were awesome. Lovely, yeah. And did you manage to do any birding on land at all in the Cape Town area? Yeah, so we did manage to get up to the up the west coast for a little bit, which was quite good. The weather wasn't exactly yeah. playing along, so I dipped a lot of the, the targets I had, such as the Gobel Turn and mm-hmm. less sand plover and all those specials. But I saw a few good birds like Antarctic Turn, uh, Eurasian Curlew, mm-hmm. Great Egret, so, so good birding anyway. Yeah, nice birding. Well, yeah, yeah, sure. No, there are a couple of lacquer rarities lingering around on the Cape. But uh, with this birding you did in that area, or over the last few months of these two trips you've, you've spoken about, have you managed to do any atlasing? A little bit, yeah. While I was recently in Bontebok, I, I submitted a card for, for that, and while up on the West Coast as well. But otherwise, here and there, I, I just do a card. But it's, yeah, I love it when I have time. Yeah, that is, that is the thing with atlasing. Just for some of those who don't know what atlasing is, we are referring to the um, research projects done by SABAP2, South African Bird Atlas Project 2, um, and obviously also in conjunction with the Bird Lasser app. But Justin, because you've been doing some of this lately, would you give a, a small detail as to what, the, a small description as to what this entails and what you may have to go through during a morning or day of atlasing? 
Yeah, for sure. So Atlasing is basically a citizen science which anybody can can participate in if you are a bird watcher. The South African map is split up into pentads, which are about five minutes by five minutes, and each pentad represents a piece of range. So by atlasing, you record the number of species you see, and that contributes to the data for for species in Southern Africa. And the best part about it is you don't have to be a famous scientist or a graduate from a university yeah. to participate in you can be anybody to do it yeah and and uh, throughout the day you just the, the great thing is I, I always love that you can just use your phone now that that, that, that bird less and saber two is tied up and binded forces in this in this project you can just go about logging birds like you usually do on your phone and if you just switch on the button that says submit to bird map all the data that you record all the birds you log the the birds you see all you hear goes onto this database that gets sent up to the Sabah 2 database um, and it it's collected for bird ra- making bird ranges and for distribution maps and bird books uh, and obviously citizen science being you know other forms of, of projects that people might be privately taking um, so it's a great way to go about your normal birding but also contributing to citizen science but just before we jump off of atlasing didn't you break a record the other month for the most species recorded in your pintad? That's quite an achievement. Yeah, so in an atlas card, you get about five days to to explore that pintad. And for the Western Cape, the most species seen in a single atlas card up until December last year was 178. And so I decided to team up with another local and try and beat that record in my local pintad. So for five days, myself and my friend Tim Carr, we birded our home pen out solidly. And in the end, I managed to get two species above the previous record. And I finished up on 180 species. But interestingly enough, at the same time, another very well-known atlas by the name of Peter Fester was doing the same thing in the, the previous record pen for the Western Cape. And incredibly, he managed a total of 196 species. So at the moment, I'm currently sitting in second place for the, the highest pentad list in, in, the God, in the Western Cape. And that just shows nicely. It's, it's a nice way to showcase an area's biodiversity uh, of birds. And it just shows that the garden roots area, the, the habitats here are more than enough to provide you with good birding. It's one of the most biodiverse spots in the Western Cape, in my opinion. I mean, arguably, because you've got certain species from the east that don't occur anywhere else in the Western Cape. You know, the, the most uh, western part of their range ends in the garden route. In the garden route, you've got the shoreline, you've got rivers, you've got estuaries, you've got lakes, you've got fainbos, you've got forests, you've got the mountains that go over into the Clay Karoo, and that's just a whole, whole different ball game of birds, you know, uh, into the, the, the Karoo specials. Um, and you've got little secret spots uh, like full flay where waders come on every four to seven years because the rains fill up this pan and it brings exotic species. So, you know, the garden has got some special gems and stuff like what you did, Justin, Atticing, kind of showcases that a bit. It, it showcases to people who can access this data, by the way, if you go to the Sabapsu website, and check out where birds have been recorded, where the most species have been recorded. Um, so 
yeah, no, it's, that's hard work paid off there, Justin. Um, if you were to go through uh, the day's plans and what, what a day of accessing would look like, what would you have to do? What's the, what's the aim of, of, of what you have to do for the day? How would you do it? Sure. So for myself, basically, I would assess the habitats in that pentad and then see all the, the areas I would want to try yeah. and get into. Because with birding, each habitat represents different species. So I would assess the habitats and then assess where I can get into the habitat. So the roads, farm roads, and walking trails and all that. If possible, I might try and contact some farmers to find out if I can access their land. And then I would basically spend at least two hours, but as much as five days, exploring that, that area and that pentad. And now another event that's coming up, which is another form of being a citizen scientist, is the car count, the coordinated avifaunal road count. This is something that Justin and I have taken part in, in a couple of times. So for someone who has never taken part in this project before, how would you go about explaining what it is? Sure. So basically the... The coordinated avifaunal road count started, I think it was about 20, 30 years ago, to monitor the trends in big birds, such as blue cranes and denims busted. So what basically what happens is it's split up into certain routes, which a citizen scientists can drive on a certain day twice a year. And then basically you count the number of these certain species to compare the data with with previous years to see if the species are rising, if the species are declining, if something's moving in somewhere. So it's it's basically atlasing, but a different form of it, or more targeted atlasing, if I can say that. Yes, yes, it's much more species related. If I were to add that note, you know, there's specific birds that the car count um, protocol requires you to uh, uh, write down to note. Um, or to log during the day and it's throughout the day you know you, you you have your specific route that you're registered to take and it's a fun day but it's strict obviously you can't, it's not just about going birding explore exploring where you want there's a time schedule to it as well you know um, and you have to go according to that stick to the protocol so that you can record birds at certain intervals and it's sometimes boring birds like crows and ravens and peltronting is it pel? Did you record peltranting goshawks, or am I thinking about something else? Yeah, yeah, peltranting goshawks, uh, spurwing geese. It's it's common species you see sometimes. Common stuff like this. Um, yeah, it's it, it might be monotonous and boring for some people, but for others, if you look into it deeper, you realize the the purpose behind it and the value it might have. But other stuff that comes your way is that you're looking much harder, much more strenuously. So you end up finding interesting stuff that might not even be part of the list, but you know, stuff that was part of the list that we saw was bustards and corons and the sec we, we saw a secretary bird the one day that Justin and I were on the road count and that was a that was a highlight for me. You know, it was sitting far in the field. We we just we kept our eyes open for specific birds. We didn't our brains were now cor like corridored if I could say. We shut out the rest of the species besides these however many 20 species that we had on the list to keep our eyes open for so it narrows down what your brain scans the field for you know what your eyes are looking for in the field so you have much less to be distracted by so you see a 
I don't know, just go strike like past or a hardy dog or some common finches, some common sort of passerines flying by, and you don't register it because you're looking for something specific. So then you get to spot things much easier, and that paid off it with us seeing a secretary bird's head pop up in the grass uh, half a kilometer away in the field, and we ended up getting to see it stand up and, you know, short brief sighting, very hard to see, but it was a secretary bird nonetheless, and that's an awesome species in my opinion. So it's a very different form of birding, but very valuable if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, even if you are looking for these certain species, you see a whole bunch of interesting stuff along the way. Uh, the last time we did it, uh, last year I think it was, maybe the year before, we managed to find a few out-of-range common scimitables at the end of our route, which was, was quite impressive. Oh, that was so exciting. That was so fun to find a rarity at the end. It was, it was like at the end of the day, it was like our reward for this hard work of, at looking, of looking at ravens and pelchons and goshawks the whole day. And then we get like a rarity at the end of the road. It's like, wow. As this, you know, the sunset just after that, it was this amazing end to our, our full day of birding. It's basically like birding big day, except you don't bird in the night. Um, so it's basically 12 hours of birding. Hardcore restricted birding to certain species. But you, you, you cover lots of ground. You, you scan thoroughly. So, you know, for us, it, the, the pay was finding a, a common skimmable. Um, at the end, which was really, really fun and really uh, fulfilling, you know, that feeling of fulfillment. Yeah, yeah definitely. And it's exciting because we've got it coming up again in a few days. So myself and Mark and a few other youngsters are going to be taking along the same route and seeing if we can find some interesting stuff. And let me just read what the CAR website says here uh, on its front page. So the description is this. Bird counting is a census of birds performed annually by volunteer bird watchers. The purpose is to provide population data for use in science, especially conservation biology, by determining findings about our natural habitats and the birds that use it. If repeated at regular intervals, the counts allow us to track changes in bird population. Each individual count performed by at least 10 volunteers who then break up into small parties and follow the signed route counting every bird they see. Obviously, of the specific species you're looking for. And then on the, the website here, it's got a map of all the routes that are registered around South Africa. So you go onto the, the car website and you can register your own route. They approve it and you get details of, of the um, protocol that you have to follow. And then you submit your data after your day's birding and you are a loyal member of the car count. So our route is in the Klein Karoo in the Western Cape. Uh, so how many kilometers are we going to be covering, Justin? So our route is about 50 kilometers in total. So it's, it's quite a long route, especially since we're stopping every two kilometers to, <laughs> to get out and scan. But, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be a load of fun. It'll be a long day. I mean, stopping every two k's to scan is slow, but us bird watchers move slowly as it is, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But it's rewarding. You see so much along the way. You do. Yeah, and I actually haven't been to the Clan Karoo in a long time. I'm really looking forward to this one. And we're actually we're getting together with, it's me, you, Ludwig, Dian, and his brother, Mornice, to see where we can find. So yeah, it's going to be nice to get together with some young fellow birders. But this is 
it's you know it's it's usually run by older members in the birding community because you know adults have cars and uh, us youth usually don't but also youth members aren't really interested in this sort of thing so that's why i'm actually doing this podcast today to try get the word out there because most youth haven't heard about this which is like a mini birding big day um it's something that asks the citizen science and so is birding big day believe it or not the only difference is that birding big day is a lot more adrenaline driven coffee driven um and it's also more about competition you know this is less competition although you could have an aspect to that to compare with other couple of hundred of other birders who do this around the country on the same day um younger birders these days are, are thought to be focused on getting the numbers up getting what special species they can find uh, but i kind of want to encourage everyone who's listening to this to see if you can find out a bit more get ready for the coordinated av formable road count at the end of this month and take part get a bit of, get some buddies together get registered save up some petrol money and take part in it see what it's like um, and it's been going for quite a while this started in 1993 you know using paper to check birds off driving slowly then sending off the notes to the head office or whatever uh, but nowadays you you make notes and then you send it up to the, the website you know so anyway this is what we're going to be doing then uh, in a few weeks time just thought i'd let you guys know i hope to hear some stories from you guys if you take part in the the car count at the end of this month but until next time, thanks for joining Justin. Be blessed and happy birding. I'd say thanks for listening, guys. And don't forget to subscribe to The Birding Life on all your social media platforms and podcast players. Until next time, happy birding and be blessed.